Tonight our theme is on lighthouses. I've got several lighthouses with me here tonight. In fact, you'll see I've got one behind me that you saw before the live, before the broadcast actually began. You notice the different lighthouses I'm going to show you. This one is made out of red bricks. This one has been whitewashed. I don't really know what it was built out of. I'm guessing it was probably built out of bricks and then they put a stucco on it. Notice the differences between this lighthouse and this lighthouse. I've got one more for you to look at tonight. Notice this lighthouse. This one again has more of a stucco on the outside, but notice how they're painted different colors. Now, I want you to remember these lighthouses. Think about them as we go to our scriptures for tonight. Our scripture tonight is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So if you'd like to open your Bible with me to that text. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we're just going to have a brief devotional out of the first four verses. In those verses we read, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, and the word charity there means love, and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains, and have not charity, you children remember what charity means? love. Though I have not love, I am nothing. Now verse 3, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, love, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Tonight I want us to think about being a lighthouse and especially how we can be a lighthouse. What do we need to be a lighthouse? Matthew chapter 5 verse 16 says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What's the result of people seeing our light? Well, Matthew tells us that they will see what we do, they will see our light, and they will glorify God. Light is such an important part of our daily lives. It gives us comfort. It gives us cheer. You know, the scriptures speak about light. In fact, in Psalm 27, what's our very first verse say? The Lord is my light. What's that telling it? The Lord gives me comfort. The Lord gives me cheer. In Psalm 119, 105, we read, Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 247 times in our Bible, we read about light. For a sailor, light is very important for their safety. In fact, to commemorate 
the 500th anniversary of Christopher Columbus coming to America, the, the Dominican Republic completed a five-story lighthouse in Santo Domingo, which is near Haiti. It has 147 different beams of light projecting across the Caribbean. It goes out 3,000 feet. So let me ask you a question. What makes a lighthouse a lighthouse? Is it the cylindrical shape, the circle shape that the lighthouse is? Is it the bright glass, open big glass area on the top? Is it how tall it is? Is it the color? What makes a lighthouse a lighthouse? So here's the question for you tonight. What's the most important part of the lighthouse? Its location? Its brightness? The clarity of its windows? All of these are important but they're not the most important part of a lighthouse. Tonight, as we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul knew that the Corinthian believers really loved the lighthouse. Or we could say, the Corinthian people really loved the tools. Most of us men know we look forward to a new project because we get to buy a new tool. The point is, always choose a project where you need a new tool, right guys? That's the way we often think about it. Well, the Corinthians were in love with the tools rather than the real purpose of tools. You see, what's the purpose of a tool? The purpose of a tool is not to have a tool. The purpose of a tool is to complete a job. So tonight as we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13, Paul's going to begin by talking about the importance of why we have tools. He's going to talk about how you can minister to other people. And he begins by talking about speaking in tongues. He talks about giving great financially, even giving sacrificially. And he's talking about these various tools that people had. And he says, but without love, these tools really profit nothing. So then he comes to this simple description of God. We're going to talk about a simple description of God, where in 1 John chapter 4 we read, God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. You see, the simplest description of a Christian is love. Sad thing is that the simplest characteristic of a Christian, the simplest characteristic what should be of a church, is often missing. Jonathan Swift, in his book, Gulliver's Travel, makes this satirical statement. We have just enough religion to make us hate, but not enough to make us love one another. Sadly, this was the Corinthian church. 
it was easier for them to be orthodox than to be loving. And you know, sometimes it's easier to be active in church than it is to be loving. Paul was constantly reminding the church, speak the truth with love. You know, when God tells us to love, it's not based on a feeling. It's commanded. John 13, 34, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. In 1 John chapter 2, verse 7, we read, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. A new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. You know, God would never ask you to do something that you couldn't do. In fact, what we find out is that God commands us to do something and then enables us to do that because loving is based on the will. Now, we talk about love and we talk about this warm, fuzzy feeling, kind of like the warm, fuzzy feeling I have for my wife. But that's not deep love nor is it necessarily always lasting love. He commands us to love based on our will. He tells us it ought to be a decision that we choose to make. And loving is always costly. You know the verse John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You see God's love cost him something. And loving always is going to cost us something. You see, there's a danger of trying to impress, of trying to use our Christian tools without love. So Paul tells us to focus on love. Look at verse 4, if you have your Bible. There we read, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. You see, love has to be demonstrated. When it talks about suffering long, it means to be Christ-like even in difficult circumstances, in hardship or painful times. Love is patient. It waits, is self-restrained, even when it's faced with being provoked. And to be Christ-like, he says love is kind. Love demonstrates comfort and concern. Kindness is active. Suffering is a passive thing where you're waiting, where kindness is where you're reaching out. So what's the purpose of a lighthouse? A lighthouse is to point people in the right way. And the only way you're going to point people in the right way is to lead them by love. Ephesians 4.15 says, Speak the truth in love. Love is the key to learning how to effectively speak with one another. It's important in the home 
as well as out in public. Now, I've chosen this text tonight because as we're living in our homes a lot more than what we normally do, and we're restricted to other to not being around other people and keeping our social distance. We're going to be in some challenging times because we're going to really see our Christianity in action in our homes. It's going to take long-suffering, patience. When people don't do things the way we like, you boys and you girls, let me challenge you. You're going to have times when you're going to want to be selfish. You're going to want to do things and you're not going to want to share. The Bible says the best way to let your light shine is going to be by loving. It will allow things to be visible. It will let all those other abilities that you have be seen. So we think for just a moment about being patient in the home waiting your turn and being kind it's okay to let others go first to think of them he says it envieth not that means it allows others to have an opportunity and maybe before you would and it vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Love does, isn't a show-off. Love thinks about other people. I read the story about a man named Alan Redpath. He was a pastor. And he wrote about a young woman who came to him and said, Pastor, there's a guy who, come to, who came to me desperate. He said he loves me so much that he will kill himself if I don't marry him. And the lady said to the pastor, what should I do? And the pastor said, do nothing. That man doesn't love you. He loves himself. Any threat like that is pure selfishness. Learning to love the right way will make all the difference in our homes these next few weeks as we are right now self-quarantined, but possibly we're going to be told to shelter in place, which will now make it to where we should be staying at home all the time. You know, I appreciated one of the lawmakers who said the government can tell the citizens to stay in their homes, but the government can't tell churches that they have to stop meeting. Well, that's true because the government's authority does not rest on spiritual things. But then that lawmaker went on to say, but out of love for our community and out of love for our church members, a church would voluntarily choose to limit themselves. That's what we're choosing to do. That's what I'm going to ask you to do as you're there in your home. Choose voluntarily to limit yourself to be for the benefit of others. Be patient. Be kind. Be long-suffering. The tallest lighthouse in the United States is at Cape Hatteras 
in North Carolina. It's 208 feet tall. They built it so tall because that area of the Atlantic is known as the graveyard of the Atlantic. That's where the northern currents collide with the Gulf Stream, and it takes a heavy toll on ships. Being where that lighthouse is is very important, not for the lighthouse, but for everyone else. What's the most important part of the lighthouse? Well, obviously, the light. The location is very important. The, the glass that's in the lighthouse is very important. The height is very important. But without the light, the lighthouse doesn't really shine. God's called us to be a lighthouse to this community, but also our focus is on the light that gives us direction. I hope this week you'll work hard on being a lighthouse 